Welcome back to Minimalish. It is episode 61. I'm your host, Desiree, and I am coming to you solo today to take you through some heart-filled, gentle reflection and some goal setting as well. Every once in a while, I take you through some kind of an exercise of some sort on this podcast. I blame it on the teacher and me, and that's what we're doing today. So if you're driving, I've got a printable that you can grab and do all this later. It's just a list of questions, nothing fancy, but it takes you through this process. I personally like to listen to podcasts that take me through some sort of reflective exercise or ask me questions while I am driving or while I am doing something else because I'm able to reflect in my head and then I can kind of decide if I want to sit down later and put that into words. So if that's what you want to do, I have provided the resource to do that at DesireeAndries.com slash reflect. Welcome to Minimalish, a podcast about minimalism, sort of. I'm your host, Desiree, and I strongly believe that minimalism isn't meant to be an identity, a standard to live up to, a set of roles, or anything along those lines, but rather just a tool to help us make room for the things that matter in our lives. And it looks different for everyone. Each week, you'll find me here having conversations about living with less realistically and the things that matter, like motherhood and family, intentional living, mindset, loving our people, and everything in between. More than anything, it's my goal to remind you, and often myself too, that you're worthy of creating a life filled up with what matters to you, and that you're already enough just as you are. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Here's today's episode. So at this time of year, we've been getting some mixed messages, or at least I have. Have you noticed them? Slow down. Be present, enjoy the little things, enjoy what you love about the holidays. Don't feel like you have to do much. Your kids will remember being together versus the gifts or the grand gestures that you're making. But then we have this opposite, almost unrelated message that sounds a bit like, get your life together before the new year. One last push, finish strong, set big goals, dream big dreams, and start them now. What are you doing to end this year strong? And I think that it's great to dream big dreams. I think goal setting is a worthy cause. I think reflecting is ever important. But a lot of this message is based on the idea of killing it or hustling, and I do not really agree with that message. In fact, I like the message about simplified, heart-filled, happy holidays much better than I like this push for the end of the year. But honestly, I get wrapped up into the second message a little bit more. I start to get a little bit anxious about what's to come. I start to try to plan and figure out my whole 2020 before it even starts. And I am working on not doing that. (laughs) I don't want to kill it. (laughs) I don't want to kill anything. And I don't want to hustle. So when I was thinking of goal setting and the goal setting that I did last year and all that I've learned about reflecting and making goals and accomplishing things this year, I wanted to bring you an exercise that can help you set some goals without the rush. This is what I'm personally doing this year. I'm going to be doing a lot of goal setting moving forward because I work for myself and I have to or else I've really got no vision of where I'm going. But I want slow goals. I want goals that feel like they are made from purpose. They're out of my heart. They're not anyone else's goals. They are my own. I'm not listening to someone else and thinking about their accomplishments and basing my goals off of that. I am doing this based out of what really truly matters to me. So I wanted to give you some resources 
to do that. Some of this is based off of the goal setting I did this past year, and some of it is based off of some things that I have found helpful for this year. I hope this episode helps you reflect on who you are, what you love, and what you are here for. I want you to reflect on all the good that just happened in this past year, the hard things that you've been through too, and what good you'd like to see moving forward. But this doesn't have to be about hustle. This episode is going to be in three parts. So I'm going to be talking about goal setting for the first part. We are going to set up at least one goal for you moving forward. And we are also going to create your purpose statement. Then the second part is going to be about contentment. And the third part, we are going to create a word for the year or a question for the year or whatever you want to make it based off of what I talk about. So that's what's ahead. And you don't necessarily have to go through these exercises on paper to benefit from them. Like I said, if you're just listening, if you're multitasking, just try to focus in on these words, to focus in on your thoughts and reflect as you listen. As a side note, I have found that it's really important that goals last past January, right? But I found it's also really hard to do that. Resolutions, goals, they often kind of die in January. I think it's really important that we make some goals and we take them with us each day. And one way to do that is through writing them down daily. I personally have a journal I created all about this. I'll talk about that at the end if you're interested. Hundreds of women around the world are doing this list-based journaling each morning with me, and I love it. It's called Simple Morning Lists, if you haven't heard me talk about it before. But let's jump in. Part one, step one, we are going to start with reflection. If we're going to move forward, I think we need to look in the rearview mirror first. If we don't look backwards first, I think we lose a lot of purpose as we move forward. So we're going to stay positive right now. Think of 2019. If you're able to, list out with a pen or just think through it in your head. What good came of this year? How have you grown? Think of yourself in the beginning of the year and yourself now. What is different? What have you accomplished? Be kind to yourself. You've accomplished great things. So what are they? Maybe you became a mom this year or maybe you have added another little one to your family. Maybe you started a business or maybe you just changed careers. Maybe you decided to stay home with your kids. Maybe you made a new friend or maybe you found community that has been really important to you. Maybe you've made a difference in someone else's life in some small way. I'm sure that you have. Maybe you went on a really great vacation and connected with your family or you just said no more often and connected with your family more by staying in. Maybe you got better at a skill that you wanted to learn or found a new hobby. It can be huge or it can be small. Just make a list of the things that you've accomplished and the ways in which you've grown. Now, the second part of this reflection is looking at the hard things. So if this is going to be triggering to you, if you had a really hard year and you don't feel comfortable, then don't do this. Just skip on ahead a few a few 30 seconds here. But if you feel comfortable, I think it's important that we take a second to reflect on the hard stuff. It can be major obstacles you overcame this year or struggles that you're still in. Maybe a struggle with mental health or your physical health in some way. Maybe it's someone you lost, whether a relationship you had to end, friendship you had to put boundaries on, someone you never wanted to have to say goodbye to. Think of those good things of the list above And you can even look at that list of good things. What obstacles did you have to overcome to get there? I ask you this not because I want to bring up pain in your life, 
but because I want you to see your strength. Sometimes I think when we write out these lists of the good things, our accomplishments, we don't necessarily fully recognize ourselves for them. I mean, we brush it off. We don't want to compliment ourselves. I know that's how I am. We don't really want to fully recognize the good that we've done. But sometimes when I look at the hard things, like the obstacles I've had to overcome to accomplish something or, or just the other hard things that that we went through or even just like the big things that were long and monotonous, like, I don't know, a big move, something like that. When you look at those things, you start to see that you are strong, whether they're things you're still healing from or things that you have come through fully. Man, you will feel strong when you see that you've overcome so much this year. Okay, I'm sorry if that felt heavy. <laughs> Let's move forward. I wanted you to look at the good and the, the things that have caused you to become stronger this year because, because I think those will help us set a goal a little bit later. And I think it's just important to reflect on the year in general. And it's important to look at the good and the hard. All right, so we are about to make two more lists. And these two lists are lists that I made last year. And they made such a difference for me when it came to deciding who I wanted to become as I moved forward into 2019. So I am making them again this year. So I want you to look back at those two lists we just made the list of the good things and the accomplishments and the list of the list of the obstacles and the hard things. What are some things that you want more of this year? Make a list of more. This is your more list. Listen, I rarely am ever going to tell you to make a more list on this podcast. So today, make one without any judgment on yourself, any picture in your head of who you should be or how you should be measuring up or what you should want more of. What does the authentic you want more of this year? Now, these should be things within your control, like actually attainable things. Some things on my list are I would like more focus and flow in my work, more structure, more presence in my days, more coffee with friends, more taking care of myself, more conversations over breakfast with my two-year-old. Get as detailed as you want with these. What do you enjoy? What do you love? What would you love to do more of? What would you want more of in your everyday as you move into 2020? Favorite list of mine we are about to do is the opposite of the more list. It is a list of less. What do you want less of? Again, try to keep these things to things that are in your control, which let me just say for the most of us, we have a lot more that is in our control than we think. So for me, I look at this past year and I think I want less hustle. I want to be busy less. I have not been busy in like a tangible sense, but I've kind of busied up my brain a lot this year. I would like to say this phrase less and that phrase is I have so much to do I say that all the time and every time I say it I'm like no I don't don't say that you don't have to do any of those things I want less anxiousness I want less feeling like I need to measure up to something that I'm not less perfectionism those are just a few of mine but yours might look totally different feel free to steal anything on my list but what is it that you want less of okay the next thing is a reflective statement more so than a list so Here's what we've done so far before we move forward because we are about to get into our goal based off of the things that we've talked about. We have reflected on the good things and the accomplishments of this year. We've reflected on the hard stuff 
and the obstacles, we have made a list of what we would like more of in 2020. And we have made a list of what we would like less of in 2020. Now, this little exercise came from a podcast episode I listened to a long time ago by Jess Connolly. She's a really beautiful author. I love her. You can look her up. I will link her in the show notes. But she talks about this idea of who do you want to be when you are old and gray? And not so much of who you want to be, but when you are looking back on your life when you're old and gray, what things are going to stick out that mattered to you most? What are the things that you might say like, man, I wish I did fill in the blank more often? Or what are the things you're going to look back on and be like, yeah, I am so happy that I focused on fill in the blank with this life of mine. This is a powerful reflection for me. And I come back to it often, especially when I get caught up in the busy of what do I need to do next? I just stop and I reflect on the fact of Am I using my time for the things that when I'm old and gray, I could look back and say, I'm glad I used my time in that way. And those were the things that mattered most. So what matters to you in this deep, lasting, long-term way? Write it down. These things that really matter to us in this deep, lasting way, they are going to help us write a purpose statement right now. So I think a purpose statement is something that is helpful to write down every single morning. I include it in my simple morning list journal. I write mine down every day and sometimes I'm like, man, I do not want to write this down again. But every time I write it down, I'm like, nope, I am writing it and I am going to ponder on it for just a second while I write it because this is the most important thing I can do today is just make sure I am living out this purpose in some small way. My purpose statement is so simple. It's just to love God and to love my people, my family, my immediate people that are all around me every day that I see in my everyday life, to love them well and to serve them well, to show them God's love. I have a second purpose statement about helping women make room for what matters to them. And those two things, when I write them down in the morning, they really help me focus in on the fact that, you know, if I didn't accomplish every little thing on my list, if my house isn't perfectly tidy by the end of the day, if I didn't make the most delicious dinner in the world, if I did not live up to this perfect mom image that's in my head today, did I walk in that purpose? And if I write it down, most often I do. I walk in that purpose in some small way that day. Based off of what it is that matters to you most when you're old and gray, what you can look back on and say, hey, I'm glad I spent time doing that. That was what mattered most. And based off of what matters to you most right now in this season, what drives you to get up in the morning? Where do your passions lie? What keeps you going? What are you working for? That is going to help you write a purpose statement. Just remember, this statement does not have to be fancy. You do not have to have the right words. Just jot something down. It can even be a bulleted list of what are the very few things, one, two, three things that matter most that are moving you forward each day. What matters in a deep, lasting way to you? What is that? Your purpose statement can change and it may change in different seasons, but for now, I want you to write it down in that way. And friends, if you hear rain in the background of this podcast, I am so sorry, but this is the only time I have to record it. I do not have the most soundproofed room ever. We're not super fancy over here. So 
Just think of it as a mood or hopefully you don't hear it at all. So simply put, and I kind of already said this, but I write this down every day because I want my day to flow from this purpose. Today, we are going to set a goal and I want our goals to flow out of our purpose. We could write down a goal that we think we should be creating that the culture tells us we should be moving towards, right? But I'd rather the goal that we write together today be based off of our deep purpose and a goal that is really set in our hearts. So if you already have an idea of a goal that kind of flows out of that purpose for you, then write it down. But I have one more question for you that might help. It's a simple one. (laughs) What's something you've been wanting to do? Like tangible, could possibly happen next year type of thing. Again, this should be something that is deeply important to you and flows out of this purpose, but if it could possibly happen in this next year, write that thing down. What is it that you've been wanting to do? As I've accomplished some bigger goals in my own life that truly matter to me and that flow out of my purpose, and I realize that the biggest key to accomplishing these things is believing that we are capable of them. So do that. Craft this idea of something that you've been wanting to do. Craft this into a goal for yourself. The hope is that this goal is aligned to your purpose statement and aligned to maybe a few of those things we wrote earlier that you want more of in your life. My hope is that looking at the past in the lists we made earlier has made you in some small way believe that you are capable and see that you are strong and fully able to accomplish this goal. This is kind of the end of part one. You've written a goal or you've at least thought of it and maybe you'll write it down later. But before we move on to part two, I want you to write down three tangible things that you can do to move towards that goal that you just thought about. Actual action steps. If you can't think of three, just, you know, even if you just write down one, what's the first step you can take in that direction? Of course, you should know that all of this is covered in grace. There are days when we don't feel like we believe it or we don't feel capable and we don't feel strong and that's okay, but we have to move past that. And we have to have this underlying sense that we are strong and capable and we can move towards the things that matter to us in this life. So this goal that you wrote down and this purpose statement that you might've written down earlier, I want you to take those with you each day If we're going to take these past January, we gotta write them down each day. So grab any journal, (laughs) grab a journal that you already have in the house, grab simple morning lists if you want to, write it down digitally somewhere, but do this in a place where you could do it again each morning. All right, let's move on to part two. Before we get to part two of this episode, I wanna thank our sponsors that are helping make Minimalish possible today. I want to thank PrepDish. PrepDish is a meal planning service that sends you an email with a meal plan, a grocery list, and prep ahead instructions every single week so that all your meals are planned out and completely ready for the next week. You can even choose from gluten-free, paleo, and keto options. It makes eating healthy so much easier, and the meals are also delicious, and they're even toddler approved in my house. There's no guesswork when it comes to actual mealtime each day, which for mom is a lifesaver, especially because everyone seems to be hangry by the time dinner time rolls around. With the holidays coming up, it's nice to have one less thing to think about and warm meals already planned out for you. I've personally been loving using PrepDish for months now, 
now because it's taken meal planning off my plate and it's given me more time for the things I actually enjoy doing, which honestly for me is just not meal planning. It's not something I enjoy. The best part is that Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of Minimalish a two-week free trial. So you've got nothing to lose. That's literally two weeks of meals planned out for you. Grocery lists and prep included for free. Head to PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. That's PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. I want to thank another one of our sponsors, Bombas. Bombas socks are soft, like made with the softest cotton in the world, soft. They're built with extra cushioning, so whether you're walking, working on your feet, or hanging at home, they'll be comfortable. I wear them as often as I can get them washed. I got the lightweight no-show sock and they fit perfectly with these booties that I like to wear all winter long. But even if they did show, they're such a cute maroon color, so I wouldn't even be mad about it. Plus, have you ever noticed that annoying seam most socks have? It's like the little ridge at the top. Bombas got rid of that, so they're smooth across the top of your foot. Even more importantly, did you know that socks are the number one requested item in homeless shelters? Socks aren't even donatable, really. We often wear them down to the holes, so homeless shelters are always requesting them. Bombas socks were created to change that. For every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Bombas also has made a lot of different socks for different things that we do. They have dress socks for work, they have performance socks for working out, merino wool socks, which are perfectly soft and warm for the winter, and they even have limited edition holiday socks. Like I said, socks are just one of the most practical gifts that you can give. A gift that everyone will actually put to use. And with Bombas, not only will you be giving socks to that person on your gift list, but you'll also be giving a pair to someone who needs them too. Go to bombas.com slash minimalish today and you can get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash minimalish. Bombas.com slash minimalish. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. I think this is my favorite part of this whole reflective exercise. Get content with what's in front of you. We can dream big dreams and think of what we want more of and think of what we want less of, but we've got a life right in front of us right now. It might be full of hard things, but it's also full of good things. It's full of good things today, right now, right in front of your eyes. So, most goal setting is about looking be- looking ahead, and a lot of goal setting does involve reflection, like we just did, looking behind, but we have to look at what's in front of us if we're going to get content with our life as it is. And I want you to move into the next year content. That's how I want to move into the next year. I want to be happy with my now as I move into the next year. I think we move forward a lot more readily and a lot easier when we are happy with the now as well. So let's write a list of things in our day-to-day that feel a little frustrating to us. Now again, these would hopefully be things that are within our control. There might be things that are not in our control, like really hard things that just aren't in our control that frustrate us, and you can write those down too. But this exercise is going to be most beneficial for the things that are within our control, but they also might be things that we really can't make changes in right now or else it's just not the best decision to change them right now. So for an example, something that my husband and I have been feeling a little discontent with right now is our house. Our house is small and it is old and we downsized for a reason, but that doesn't mean that we don't have small little bits of discontentment that pop up. 
The rooms are small. It's a weird layout. Some days it just feels like it doesn't cut it for us. Though we know one day we will probably move to a different area, I think we both wish we could be in a more long-term home right now. We need to, I, I realized that what we really needed was just an exercise in contentment. It's just not a good idea for us to move right now. So this is what we did. I ended up asking him a question and it was both a question for him and for me because we were both feeling it. What can make us content in this home right now? I know this sounds ridiculous. Like, shouldn't we be grateful that we have a home over our heads and that we have a place to call home? Yes, it is ridiculous. We should be grateful. And so that's what we work towards. We thought of what we were grateful for. And I know my gratitude list has been focused on thinking about what I'm grateful for in this home. The next thing we did was we made a little tangible step that would make us more content in our home. So that's what I am going to direct you to do right now. First, make this list of the things, the small frustrations or the big ones, things that you may be regularly complaining about, whether in your head or out loud, things that you wish you could upgrade, whether it be your home, the fact that you're a one car family, your job, Maybe it's the fact that you decided to stay at home and you're feeling discontent with that decision or you are in a job and you wish you could stay at home. And I'm not saying that these things are things that we can't change. They are things that we can change most of the time, but it just might not be right now the best time to change them. And you can kind of decide that for yourself as you write out this list. Are there things that need to change right now? And are there things that you can work towards contentment in rather than make a change at the moment. But I think when it comes to minimalism and moving towards less, it's those things that are in our control, but a little bit out of reach that without minimalism, we would say, yes, upgrade the car, buy the second car, get the bigger house. But with minimalism, with this idea that less is more, we are looking at these messages around us that are telling us we need an upgrade or we need to move on. And we're deciding how do I actually become content instead of seek more? So once you've made this list, the next step is to just write down at least one thing you are grateful for beside each of these little frustrations. If these frustrations are bigger, like a sickness or something really hard that happened this year, it might be a little bit harder to look at the bright side. And I totally get that. And that's okay if you can't. I am speaking more into the things that are within our control, the small frustrations. Now, a kind of fun thing that we did, like I said, is make an action step to get more content. Make a tangible step to just be happier where you are, whether that's in your career or in your home. So pick one or two of these things on that list and write down some tangible step you can make towards contentment. Maybe it's just daily gratitude. And for us, what we did to become more content within our home, we realized that we were feeling a little bit cluttered and we were feeling a little bit like, I don't know, our house was feeling crowded. So we realized there was space we weren't utilizing well and that was our basement. So we did a basement declutter and we made our basement into a very functional play area for my daughter. And this has helped us utilize that space better and it's made us more content where we are right now. So while going into a new year with drive and with resolutions is great, the thing is we might get disappointed. 
we aren't perfect. We'll probably fail at some point or another, and we may disappoint ourselves. Wouldn't it be great if we went into the new year with some contentment about where we're at right now too? Not complacency, but just the satisfaction. Yes, a drive to be a little bit better and grow in some way throughout the year, but also a deep sense of gratitude for where we are and what we have right now. Because there is good all around us. And this is a reminder I have to give to myself every day. When I choose to see that good, I am a much happier person and I live a much more fulfilled day. All right, step three is this idea of a word for the year. So if you think a word for the year feels cheesy, I'm also going to talk about a question for the year that we can reflect on throughout the year to kind of move towards who we want to be at the end of the year. So I want you to think about yourself in December 2020. Who do you want to be in December 2020? What things stand from now till then? Does that make sense? Like, what are the lasting things that matter? Kind of like the purpose statement, but let's get a little bit more tangible than just this overall purpose. Who do we want to be and what ways do we want to change and grow? For me, I know that hands down right now, what I've been feeling is I just want to accept the authentic version of myself and be kinder to her a little bit more. And I say this because I know not only will that benefit me, but I know it will benefit the people around me. How much better of a mom and a wife and a podcaster and a teacher would I be if I fully embraced myself? So knowing this has helped me come up with a word for the year, which also has helped me come up with a question for the year, which is going to help me take that word for the year and actually make it a little bit more reflective and tangible, something I can actually work towards. I want to be more authentic and I want to accept that authentic version of me a little bit better. So that has helped me come up with this word for the year of authenticity. So who do you want to be in December of 2020? What would be most important that you have grown and changed and create your word for the year based off of this? And if you decided on a word for the year or if you are going to decide on one, there is a next step that I think is really important. And that is creating a question that you can come back to and reflect on throughout the year. Now you can basically like drag and drop your word into the question that I've created or you can create one for yourself. But I think that one of the best vehicles for change is to ask ourselves better questions. Creating a question based off of our word for the year can help us make it into a real thing that we come back to and that we actually move towards this year and we do not leave in January. So this is kind of abstract. It might take some time to come up with. And like I said, I'll give you mine in case you want to just like plug your word into mine. But mine is this. How can I do better to show up as I am in this situation? How can I do better to show up authentically this year? How can I do better to show up authentically as I am right now? Okay, so any variation of that kind of question, that's what I am hoping to come back to and reflect on this year. This word for the year idea, it can just be super abstract and I like abstract things, but not when they stay abstract. How do we make it tangible? Reflect on it. Whatever your word for the year is, just create a question around that that you can ask yourself right now, that you can reflect on right now, or that you can reflect on day after day as we go through this year. 
I sincerely hope that this exercise has been helpful for you. Even if you've just taken one part of it, I do not hold back when it comes to reflective things. And even when it comes to goal setting, I really love this stuff. It's just the world loves to hustle and make big gestures and dream huge goals that might not actually be their goals. And that's the thing. I think we get so caught up in like what is important to our culture, what is important to the overarching world. And a lot of that looks like shiny things, money, appearances, but what is actually important to you? And it's important that our goals align to ourselves. So I hope that these these reflections today helped you create some goals, create a word for the year that actually aligns to who you are and what matters to you. One last thing is I wanted to share the five lists that I create every morning that help me set up my day intentionally. And those are the five lists that I have included in the Simple Morning List Journal. If you wanna know more about what the heck I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Simple Morning List Journal, go to simplemorninglist.com. I've just kind of put these together because these lists have been pretty game-changing to me as I've reflected on them each and every morning. Any morning I skip them, I can feel it. So here is what I do each morning. The first list I make is a list of surrender and things that I would like to let go of and release control of because sometimes holding things too tightly is not a good thing. The second list I make is things I'm grateful for. And I did talk about gratitude in this episode a little bit, but gratitude just really helps feed contentment in our lives. The third list is something we did spend some time on, and that is a purpose statement. The fourth list is a list of affirmations and this is where your goals for the year could go or you know this list changes anytime you make a new goal. And The last list is a focus list, which just is basically a hyper-focused to-do list of one to three things that if you got those things done today, you would feel accomplished and you can let go of the rest and save them for another day because when it comes down to it, we are not machines. We are not made to constantly go, go, go. You do not need to get it all done and do it all, friend. I just wanna give you tools to move into this next year with, tools to reflect on this year. I think ending the year strong looks like ending it in a place where you are focused on what matters to you. So if that's where you're at at the end of the year, then I think you've ended it strong. If you're still working towards that and figuring out how that works, that's okay too. You are doing the best that you can and you are still finishing strong as long as you're moving in that direction. That is all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I will talk to you back here next Wednesday. This has been an episode of Minimalish. If you love this episode or if you love the show in general, I would be so grateful if you shared it with a friend or shared it on Instagram. Tag me. I love to see that you're listening in and what you loved about it. Thank you so much for partnering with me and growing this beautiful community. I am so grateful you're here. I'm so grateful you're listening in and I hope you enjoyed the show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.